Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hey, you've reached Coach Lundy. This is another episode of Fourth Down Focus. I'm very excited about today. Today is a guest we have not heard from yet. It is also a guest that is an expert in a position in which we have not really addressed yet. But before we get into the episode and introducing my guest, I have a new sponsor for the show in betonline.ag. We all know the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can most certainly be in on the action at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager now than any place online. And there's always an online casino available to you 24 hours a day. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. So without further ado, our guest today is Mike Dunham. Mike Dunham was a player for me. He trained with me in high school, transitioned to college, stuck around with us. We did some virtual things online while he was away in Delaware. And he has since moved back to the Florida region. And he is now a part of our fourth down U team. He heads up 4DU snapping, entirely focused on the LS position, which is the entire focus of our show today is long snappers. So how you doing, Mike? I'm good, coach. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm very excited for this subject matter. I think this is going to be an eye-opening experience, especially for the high school coaches, which you know are, are a large demographic of our listeners. So without further ado, let's get into it. I want to talk to you about the importance of this often overlooked position, even in the college level. I want to talk to you about why it is it is imperative to have this position set in place in order to be a championship team. So if you could go ahead and kick the show off, if you will, uh, with some thoughts on the importance, the significance of a long snapper and why we must have one. I'll say that every position is important, right? They're, they're on the team for a reason. They were put there by someone for some reason. Long snappers, it's a pretty self-explanatory one. They start that special teams play on punt and field goal slash PAT. The importance is very underwhelmed in terms of how people look at it. They they just expect it. I would say probably 90%, and that's a big number, 90% of people who are dedicated to a team, they're a fan of a team, I would bet that those people don't even know the name of their long snapper. And a lot of us would say that that's a good thing. A lot of us would say, well, you know, if they don't know your name, you're doing something right. That's how a lot of people look at long snappers. But I look at it differently. I say that's a player on your team. I say that's someone who's making a difference and they're keeping that well-oiled machine of a football team in line. They're keeping things moving. They're not making a mistake. They're keeping your punter 
true so he can do his job and make a difference on offense, flip the field. They're getting that ball in the right place for your holder so that he can get it down in the right position for your kicker to hit that sweet spot and, and add points on that scoreboard. And I think that when you overlook that position, I think that when you don't have a dedicated guy or you don't have someone that you can really trust or believe in, I think you're hurting your football team. So I think the importance of a long snapper is great. And I also think that not a lot of people are focused on it. I, I understand that it's one position out of, you know, you have 22 starters between offense and defense. You have a playing level to each of that. So you've got a backup for each but you need to focus on that third specialist spot. Otherwise, you're going to be hurting on whatever day of the week you're playing. I don't care if it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. You need that guy in the middle to keep everything in line and take care of your fourth down team. You know, I heard a stat, and you and I talked about it a few times uh, out training, the, the significance, especially on the, on the punt play. Um, which is of the two workouts, I think that long snappers have to focus on the short snap is field goal and the long snap is in fact punting. I think obviously with the distance that the ball has to travel with the same precision, you know, you're looking at 14 and a half, sometimes even 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. And I think that is where the difference is established. You know, the kids that are going to go on in college can, in fact, almost stay sustainable from that distance with efficiency. And I think that the ones that can't find a comfort zone from 14 and a half, 15, are the ones that struggle even in high school. And I, I was going to get to my point is eight out of 10 times, if there's a stat line, if you look after a game and you want to see the winners and losers and why, 80% of the time that there is an errant long snap that results in a block punt or a muff punt or a recovered fumble um, when a, a punt's trying to be attempted, uh, they lose. You know, So I, I, I think that people have taken note of that stat line over the years and realized that although they may not want to sacrifice, if you will, uh, one of the 85 scholarships at the Division I level, for example, I think that most teams are doing so. Uh, now, Again, I think that a lot of it's misleading when you see a lot of these kids getting offers on Twitter from, you know, University A and University B. Those are preferred walk-ons more often than not, and they have to go in and earn that position. And I don't, I'm not opposed to that line of thinking, especially if I'm a well-trained athlete. I like competition, and I want you to compare me to the other snapper that may in fact be there on a P-dub preferred walk-on status so I can then give you three or four months of showing how sustainable I am, how repeatable I am, because that will shine over time. You may, you may lose one day out of those four months, but the, the more trained, the more polished long snapper will, in fact, uh, win that battle and win that scholarship. With that being said, I, I think that it's important to also talk about a little bit about you and your history and how you became a long snapper. I don't imagine when you were five years old, you had aspirations of being a division one long snapper or a long snapping coach for that matter. But if you could just spend a few minutes and tell the audience a little bit about your story, who you are, where you were, uh, your transition into coaching and where you plan on going with it. Well, thank you, Dan. It's a pretty standard beginning. I don't have you know, some deep roots and some deep, dark past like some others of us, I'm sure, do. Born in Orlando, raised right here in Gainesville, Florida. My dad works at the University of Florida, information technology. I mean, I, I, I had a pretty easy upbringing. I've been a Gator fan my whole life just for the reason that they're right there. I've been going to Gator games since I could remember. The Orange and Blue game always lands right around my birthday, so that was always a big event as a kid. I think seventh grade, I, I actually started playing football. 
and I was half decent. I wasn't any, you know, phenom athlete. I played defensive end. I, I was on special teams. I wasn't a long snapper yet. I, I did kickoff. I did kickoff return. I think I did pump block. And that was fun for seventh and eighth grade. I think we won a championship somewhere in there. But, I mean, no one's going to brag about it like a, a middle school championship. It was just a fun thing in the moment. That was the Boys and Girls Club. Get to high school. Went to Buholtz High School here in Gainesville, Florida. And that's when I really started getting the idea that this is a very different ball game. We were playing class 7A football in the state of Florida, which is what I would call the SEC of high school football. <laughs> there are not small children anymore when you get to this level. So I quickly started realizing that my dreams of being a defensive end are quickly dwindling. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm doing what I can on JV as a defensive end. I'm still playing some special teams, but I think it was like a week before our first game, my first high school football game, the kicker comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you know anything about long snapping? And I literally said to him, I have no idea what you're saying to me right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. So a little backstory to him. His name is Kobe Weiss. He actually played for Tennessee State and University of South Florida. So I had a great special teams mentor. He'd been kicking forever. So he had his own kicking coach that would come out to practice pretty much every day. So he had that coach kind of talk me through some very basic, very primordial, nothing detailed, like long snapping tips. And it turned out that I sucked the least, I think was the exact term <laughs> that he gave me because he'd been giving people tryouts all practice. So I was named the starter because he literally went up to head coach and he's like, hey, coach, that's your long snapper. And I was like, thanks <laughs> for throwing me under the bus. And I think we played against Trinity Catholic High School in Ocala, and I was sailing these things over over Kobe's head. I was making him look athletic. He was only like five six, five seven. He's catching them one handed over his head. He he shows me those pictures to this day. But over the next three years, I would solidify, you know, the idea that okay, I'm a long snapper. And by the time I got to my senior season, I had pretty much taught myself all the very core fundamentals. I'd gone through all the trial and error, and I felt like I was a pretty half-decent athlete. I didn't have the notion yet that I was going to play college football yet, though. I was just a kid playing football, and this is what I did. Lo and behold, my season ends as a senior. We lost second round of the playoffs, and I was like, okay, that's it. Football's done. That's, that's awesome. I had a, a housing deposit down to go to FAU down in Boca Raton. I was going to be a beach bum, dye my hair blonde, walk around barefoot, all that kind of cool stuff. <laughs> and then – Late January, I get an email from from this guy. I think his name was like like Dan or something. <laughs> you know, he, he invites me out for this free camp. And I was like, well, we were just in Daytona. We had a vacation like the week before. So I was like, Daytona's not that far. Yeah, let's go out there. It's free. I'll, I'll go snap. And I thought I killed it. I don't know if I actually did, but people were saying, hey, this kid can snap. The, the coach that was running the, the snapping division at the time, uh, Coach Lippo, he said I could snap. He talked to my dad. And then it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this for real. So I, I pay my fee for the next six months or whatever it was. And, you know, we kind of did this thing. And I did Ricardo Allen. I did the inaugural Ricardo Allen camp um, with the red T-shirts. And uh, that was a fun day. And then finally, I think three months after I started training, I had my scholarship offer from Delaware State University under Kenny Carter. And uh Went up, had a great visit. It was cold, but it was like, you know what? This is D1. This is going to be fun. So I went up there. Uh, I signed on a half scholarship. And then I think a month later, 
I got a call saying that one of the, the players on the team had gotten some kind of academic aid. So half his scholarship would be allocated to me to, to put me on full scholarship. So now I'm a full scholarship starting true freshman long snapper at the D1 FCS level, and I'm scared out of my mind. <laughs> but over the next two years, I, I kind of made a name for myself. I think I was third team all conference as a sophomore, and that's where my playing days ended. And uh, that's when I started getting this idea, hey, I can, I can teach people this stuff. You know, I've, I've got a patent in the works, which uh, May 2021, we're going to hopefully get a big old yes to, and that should change the game. But yeah, started working with you, Dan, over the summer, and things started to click. And as things progressed, I started taking over a few things. I, I was the lead long snapping instructor for 4DU Tampa, which has since disbanded. But during that time, I'm, we, we had some fun out there. I think we had one kicker sign. None of my long snappers out there were old enough to go ahead and receive or sign on a scholarship. Um, so I didn't see any product from that. But um since then, we've had two seniors sign from our HQ here in Daytona, and we're still trucking. So I'm, I'm having fun, and I'm only 21 years old, but I feel like I have a lot to give the community, and you know, I've got a great mentor. So I'm, I'm excited about where I've come from, where I'm at, and for sure where I'm going. Yeah, I can vividly remember the first couple of times meeting you as a young guy, and I saw a lot in you. You took it serious. You were, again, I, we mentioned this at length, in private conversations, but it resonates to a coach, that kid that is always there first, assuredly, almost there before you are oftentimes willing to set up, break down, willing to demonstrate, willing to go first, uh, willing to go last if someone's tired. Uh, you you really stood out to me. And that's those are the kind of people that I want to surround myself with, especially with Fourth Down University, people that take this thing very seriously because not very many people do, which leads into my next question for you is uh, the state, the current state, I should say, of long snapping and more specifically in high school. These kids that are in transition, these kids that um, now have a goal, uh, it's it's seems to be a reality for a lot of these kids that it is, in fact, going to happen. It just it comes down to what school and timing. I wanted you to talk about the evaluation standpoint, how these kids can market themselves, where these kids are currently going that they think is the best suited to market themselves, um, where that may be misleading, uh, where college coaches go to look for a long snapper. Could you talk about the current state of long snapping today? Well, I'll start off with long snapping has come a very long way, especially since I'm sure you're playing days, but even from like my high school days, it's on the up and up. When I first started out, like I said, I had no idea what it was to now I can at least find one and I'd say probably five people on the street that have at least heard of the position. They may not know what it is or what they do or what it looks like, but they've at least heard the term, which is big. It's, it's out there. There's a community around it now. Pretty much if you're a long snapper and you're on Twitter, you're going to get a few guaranteed follows just because you have that word in your bio. So I'll say that we're getting better. I'll say that people are definitely starting to look at us now. I'd say that people are starting to respect us a little bit more. We're getting a few articles here and there and some big name, some big name places. If you go to my Twitter, you'll find that out. <laughs> but when it comes to the state of long snapping today, I would say that it's in a stage that's just a growing community. I don't think it's a, 
a disrespect to position because I know people respect it. I know that people know of it. I just think that there aren't enough players right now that see this position as a valuable one. I've always said that regardless of what you're going to do in life, the more you know and the more you're able to do, the more of an asset you are. So if you are one of these, you know, quote unquote, five-star, four-star wide receivers, why not pick up long snapping? It only helps your situation. You may never have to do it in a game or for a team in general, but if you can do it and prove you can do it, you have now increased your marketability, I'd say tenfold, because if I match you up with another athlete that looks, sounds, plays exactly like you, you can all do the same things. What makes you different? And I say long snapping is a great way to do it. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Coach Walker was on the show previous episode, and he coached obviously with the Lions and the Colts and some wonderful programs like Pitt and Syracuse. But Syracuse in particular, he had a gentleman by the name of Donovan Darius, who was a safety. He was a five-star safety at a high school um, who did in fact serve as the long snapper on his team because he was a phenomenal athlete. And we're going to delve into identification of an LS in a little bit. But more importantly with Donovan is he was such a good snapper and had such an extensive background in doing so effectively in high school that he was immediately number two on the depth chart at Syracuse. A Division I program at the time was a very, very competitive program. Um, and he won the long snapping job over a true, pure long snapper who was on scholarship there because he, in fact, was the better option. Now, there was a risk inherently, of course, because he plays defense and he could have gone down, but they had significant depth at a position that doesn't have depth oftentimes. So, again, back to the value and the added value. I think Donovan Darius is a, is a great example because he then went on to the Jaguars and was a Pro Bowl safety in the NFL. So these these athletes out there, and, and it takes athleticism. I think that is obviously a, a big misleading thing here, is it's not uh, just a kid that can't play O-line. It's not a kid that can't play either O-line or D-line, and we got to fit him somewhere. This is a critical position, and this should be this should be an evaluation process from top to bottom if you don't have a true long snapper, especially at the high school level. You cannot afford, like I mentioned previously in the show, you can't afford to run the risk of an errant snap that could result in 80% of the time you losing the game if you have one. If that doesn't stand out to you as a coach, I don't know what will. And I hope someone hears this today and says, wow, you know, I, I need to reevaluate my situation here because every single time we go out for a punt, we are running the risk of something really negative happening to the ultimate thing going on here, which is the battle of the kicking game, which ultimately wins or loses football games. So um, adding on to those thoughts, I want you to talk about the identification of a long snapper. I think this is probably one of the more interesting points you're going to make today is not necessarily uh, there isn't a prototype, in my opinion, especially at the high school level. You need to find the guy that's best suited. And that, and that oftentimes looks entirely different than one's preconceived notions of what an LS should look like. So could you go ahead and share some thoughts on if I'm a high school coach, hypothetically, and I need a guy. After I hear this show, I need to find a guy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a guy that it plays in the trenches, per se. Could you go ahead and share some qualities that are indicators of a good long snapper? Well, I can get into all the, the physical attributes all day. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be a big old offensive lineman. You don't want to be a guy that, you know, is a big old defensive lineman. 
you probably don't want to spare one of your admittedly extra athletic athletes. Like you're probably not going to put like your five-star running back in there at the high school level, unless he really wants to do it and he can just know that you're running the risk. If you do, I just think overall, and from the trends that I've seen, the really good long snappers are the guys that can just commit to something because long snapping isn't just like a weekend job. Long snapping is something that just like Herschel Walker doing push-ups during television breaks at home, it's laying on your bed and doing overheads for hours at a time. It's watching YouTube videos and watching the guys that are good at it and seeing what they're doing better than you. It's just like learning anything. You're not going to pick it up in one day, but it's something that there's always going to be something to tweak even at the highest level. So if you're a high school guy or you're a high school coach rather, and you're looking for someone that's going to be able to do it, I would say, you know, just the kid that is on time, the kid that is able to buy in no matter how dumb the stupid drill you're making them do is. It's the kid that is going to ask for more. It's the kid that is going to be engaged. I think if you're going to take any kid, you know, and try to make them do something, most of the time they're going to ask why, they're going to reject it, they're not going to take it serious, especially if it's another position aside from the one that they think they are or the one that you have them designated as and they're spending all their time on. So I know this is very vague, but physically I've seen long snappers of every size, shape, color, whatever. And they've all been good. So there's no one specific shape. Obviously, at the highest level, it's a little bit different, right? They're all muscular, you know, because that's the NFL. They're very different (laughs) athletes. They're very different people. But everywhere below that, you can find one of each. So I'm not saying you have to pick a linebacker, even though usually a linebacker would be good in a coverage situation because they can tackle in space. I've got a kid who's a defensive end. I've got a kid who's a starting center. I've got a kid who does a little bit of wide receiver work on the side. You can take any athlete and teach them how to long snap. It's the kid themselves and how receptive they are that is going to determine who your kid is. So I don't think this is a walk up to one kid and say, hey, I want you to learn this. I think it's a team meeting and it's, hey, We have this lack of depth at this one position. It's going to take a little bit of learning, but if you adhere to it and you push for it, there's a very good chance that you can take this much farther than the position you think you play today. And the kids that raise their hands and the kids that stay after and ask questions, those are the kids that are your best candidate for long snapper, in my opinion, and from what I've seen. Yeah, I think it's also important to note a natural thrower of a football is a great indication. I think the flexibility is of the utmost importance, especially in the ankles and the lower back, you know, and watching you on the field and working with these guys, you know, parallel backs to the floor, which then obviously leads to flexibility in the hips. It just invites for, for the motions and the techniques that, that you teach. Uh, I think it's also important to note that with the prevalence of stars, and, and rankings, we're being inundated with companies that are solely focused on the evaluation side of things. And I think my issue with that and why I want to counter that thinking with especially the younger athletes is it's okay to go and get exposed. It's okay to get that exposure, especially if you can 
earn that five star, which is pretty much the only way that a college coach is going to make note to take a look at you. If you're a four and a half, you're among the masses. There's nothing lower than a three and a half. It's not like the standards of a running back or a quarterback where, you know, a two star or a three star could still, in fact, go to an NC State or a UNC and, and have a wonderful career. And I mean, and then you go and look at Super Bowl rosters. And I think the average star that those gentlemen earned in the last five years is a three and a half. So it's misleading. Uh, it's I think that it, it's it's more important to periodically go to those events if you want some exposure. But the frequency in which you attend these events is not going to increase your star or give you a higher ranking. The only way that you're going to see improvement is through the things you mentioned. It's the endless amounts of repetitions that you can get on the field and off the field. It's the constant thinking of your personal tendencies. And I think what you said that's most important is finding a coach like yourself, Coach Lippo, that can tell you why, right? That can isolate a problem and give you a drill that's specific to that tendency. So there is room for improvement. And that room for improvement gets smaller and smaller because you do, in fact, master that part of your craft. I want to let the audience know ways they can get a hold of you. Time flies when we're on this show, but I, I did want to, uh, to give you that opportunity and also let the audience know that you're going to be one of our guys that's recurring. The purpose for today was to introduce you, tell your story a little bit. But when you come back on the show, I think it'll be a little more specific to certain things that we're seeing perhaps on the recruiting side of things, uh, how to make a tape, how to get good workout tape if you don't have good game tape. Uh, if you play for a potent offense and you punted eight times in the entire season, that's not a good sample size for game long snapping. So, you know, you do some creative things that I want to mention later on in a, in a future episode as to how you can, in fact, put together some film where you need a cell phone and maybe a ball or two and mom or dad holding the, the cell phone and, and it can be just as valuable as going to a competition in Vegas or getting that state final game film where you had four exceptional reps. So without further ado, could you please share with the audience how they can get a hold of you? Very simple. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at 4DU snapping, all one word, no underscore spaces. Only number in there is the number four, capital D, capital U, and the word snapping, S-N-A-P-P-I-N-G. I'm on there all the time. I promise you will get a message from me if you message me quickly. Now, you're very good. You're very thorough. You personalize it. You treat every, every athlete differently, which is, which is, again, it's something I look, I look up to you for. You know, you're a young guy, but you remind me a lot of myself. When I was in my young 20s, like I, I found a purpose, and I just built off that purpose. And I, I look forward to doing things with you in the future and, and helping these guys bridge the gap between, you know, their goals and their realities. My name is Coach Lundy. I'm the host of Fourth Down Focus. It was an honor to be here today with you guys. Again, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm pretty much on all social media platforms. And the handle is at 4THDOWNU. That's Fourth Down U. Our website is www.fourthdownu.com. It has a lot of information on there for upcoming events that Coach Dunham and I do. It also has some, some educational stuff, welcoming a fourth down youth strength and performance coach that will be on the show in a couple weeks. Coach Bobby O'Mullen, who's helped a couple of our UCF specialists transition through pro day and, and become their best selves when it counted most. So I, I look forward to, to so much with, with you, Coach Dunham, and, and with our whole team here at Fourth Down U. Thanks again for joining the Fourth Down Focus podcast, and I'll see you again really soon.
Take care. Shut up and sit down. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.